0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TLGE Network Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Stewart. Today, I get to let you listen to my conversation with John Glasser. He is the founder and president of Collision Youth Ministry in Sioux Falls. And I've been working with John for over five years, and I'm so excited that you get to hear his testimony and get to hear his stories and adventures in Sioux Falls and overseas. I'm excited that you get to hear his reflections on using talent and using it for the kingdom and just the tension of working in the business world and and knowing how to use the things that God's given you uh, for the glory of God. And so you get to hear the gospel message in this conversation, and I'm so excited that John took this time with us. For anyone who knows John, you know that you'll never forget a conversation with John Glasser. He is very influential in the way that he is intentional about caring for people. And I'm so excited that you get to have this conversation with him. So thanks so much for being here and we'll get to my conversation with John Glasser. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. I have an awesome guest for you today. This is a longtime colleague and mentor and supervisor and uh, a friendship of uh, uh, that I cherish and continue to see greatly impacting me and my family for the rest of our life. And that is John Glasser. We're sitting here at the collision office. John, how are you feeling? And... Uh, what has, uh, how has the day been just in general?
1: <laughs> it's a loaded, loaded question, mm-hmm. but uh, hello everybody in podcast land. Yes. Um, wherever you're listening. Uh, yeah, today has been good. It's a beautiful day in South Dakota. Yes. Which is a relief based upon quarantining and coronavirus mm. and staying home and having kids at home and yes. um, just managing and balancing and um a lot got accomplished today so amen i feel accomplished overwhelmed yes and um relieved
0: that it's going to be warm tomorrow amen and i just see the the river that we're on right now and that's we're just what we're, we're washing just being being washed
1: oh yeah this is going to end soon people out in podcast land yes. it's going to be in it's ending soon
0: yes amen well, I brought you on the podcast today. And for those of you who haven't listened to the uh, introduction of the podcast, this is a, a time where we get to hear from devoted men and women who who want to see us reach our full potential. And that's why I brought on John. He's been someone on my list to uh, be on the podcast since day one. and And here he is. And I want to start with just letting the audience get to know how we know each other a little bit, and then we're going to go into your story and and some stories that have impacted your life. And so as we transition to this first part here, uh how we got to know each other. I'll I'll start with at least how long back it goes, and that would be 2013 is when we Got connected. My wife and I moved back from Pine Ridge in 2013, and and I I knew of John at that point uh, through through some mutual friends. Aaron Muntz, who's been on the podcast, uh, I started hearing about Collision. Love you, Aaron, if you're listening. Oh, he's definitely listening. And uh, then 2014 is really when we started to um, meet. Because my wife and I had moved back officially from Pine Ridge, and I was working at Harrisburg North Middle School and working at Select Painting, and I was also passionate about youth. I just got done with a youth ministry in Pine Ridge doing skateboarding, and I was on fire to continue what God had for me in Sioux Falls. It was a little bit unclear, and so... I was looking for a spirit-led ministry, I was looking for spirit-led men, and God got you in my path, and I can't thank him enough, I really can't. So uh, that brings us back to 2014, so since 2014, what comes to mind? No right or wrong answer here, but what are some, a couple points that you would mention to the audience just to catch them up on how we know each other since then?
1: Yeah, I <clears throat> I think I... Uh... And forgive me because my memory's a little bit foggy, but I do remember a situation where I went to Daniel Brun's house hmm. and he was having some kind of party. And I don't remember what it was, but it was for the church. And hmm. Daniel was doing music at that time. And I have a deep connection with Daniel and yes, love that guy. Me um, too. <clears throat> and his wife, Regina, and their whole family. Amen. Hallelujah to the whole Bruns. Yes, the, whole, the entire the whole clan, clan yes. of the Brunses. We honor them. And yes. their dad, Bob. I loved him. And mom. And mom, Lori. Yep. Amen. <clears throat> so, shout out to all the Bruns family. Yes. Give give a like to this podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just remember being in a house and somebody saying, like, dude, you need to go and, like, pray for this guy. He's got, like, a huge heart for Native Americans. Wow. And, uh, anyway, went over, talked to you. I don't know if you remember that or no, not. No, I don't. <laughs> but I ended up praying for you. For your heart, for, for Native, uh, Native people and Native kids, especially. Wow. But I, the, uh, all of the interweaving things that we've done together, mm-hmm. it's hard to think, like, 2014, Yeah, what were you doing? Um, I just remember you getting involved in the YMCA. Yeah. That's when our relationship really started to take an intentional right. turn. Right. And you're going, like, hey, how do we work together? How do we connect yeah. How do we connect some staff or volunteers and like can you come into an after school program? Right. Um, so there was our little bit of work, um, mm-hmm. let's get on mission together. Yes. And then I just saw from 2014 to today, I saw an increase in your heart for God and God's transformation of you. So every intersection that we've had, whether it's work or fun. Hanging out at the downtown Y, yeah. you recommending people to work here, um, you just calling and wanting advice, you giving advice, or whatever. There's there's a long history of friendship that extends beyond just mission. Yeah, so
0: cool. The one thing that also comes to my mind that uh, has, has still deeply impacted me to this day in, in regards to working with Collision is our work at Patrick Henry and John Spence. I think it was a whole school year or it was really close to a whole school yeah. year trying to get what we didn't even have as a DMM <laughs> curriculum, right. but we were doing something cutting edge yep. because at that time, that would have been somewhere around 2016, I think you were maybe just starting to go over to Ukraine. Yep. I don't know if you can remember what the first time you went over to Ukraine was but it was something new because i remember starting starting working with you in collision and then by the end of the year i was like i don't even know what we're doing but it's really good it's just totally not what we started with and and so and the words were changing kind of every day in regards to what we were doing but it was always going towards a good direction and towards like youth being empowered and 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 served and, and, and united and so thus I'm still here. So that's a little bit of some of what's connected John and I. I think as he said there's a lot more that we wanna honor everyone's time here. I remember going to your house on uh, yes. Cliff Avenue. Yes. Definitely lives there.
1: Hanging out there. Yep. And getting to meet some of your kids It's <laughs> yes. the craziness and their loudness and Wow. Um Love seeing you like wrestle with all right, you know, do I go to select or you know, what do I do? Do I go into ministry or yeah. and just your choice to take care of your family. Like, it's just cool to see God's transformation of a person where they honor their family and they take care of their family and um, honor your wife. Like, it's been really cool to see you and your wife's relationship as well, mm. and every relationship has its goods and its challenges and goes through different seasons but it's just Mm. awesome to see Mm. that two people committed to each other committed to the to the lord working things out because uh, divorce is not an option amen and like let's let's live uh for god and understand each other so that that has been something really cool for us to just observe from a distance yeah
0: and up close sometimes right but it's been fun as you as you bring that up when I think back to like how has our relationship stayed so woven and 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 still increasing and it's hard for me to understand like why in some ways just uh, but I I think back to that time I called you uh, when when I was living at that Cliff Avenue house and uh, it was it was an intimate topic it was it was about my marriage and it was it was a hard thing uh, to talk to you about, you know, you were essentially a colleague, somewhat of a supervisor. And and yet I shared that with you. And and just the way you responded was so loving and compassionate. And that's just been how our relationship has continued to grow. And not to say that we even haven't had moments where, like, we're, you know, working in kind of distance uh We're working with distance in in the sense of, like, I work full-time for another company, and and you're devoted here full-time, and and I'm doing this part-time. So there have been times where it's, like, a lot of faith to... I think we're on the same page. We haven't got to talk as much as we want to, but uh, there's definitely been, I think, probably a handful of times where we both thought to ourselves, I think we're good. I know it's been a while. And then we reconnect. Yes. And every time we reconnect, there's just were edified and like affirmed of like we are really good and god is 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 doing amazing things
1: yeah one last thing i'm going to say about his family yeah um his his wife ellen is now working with collision and she is phenomenal if you don't know her you need to meet her um she'll read you like a book and like (laughs) sum you up in like a second um but that gift is phenomenal um and then Ember I get I get to meet and know your daughter yeah. Ember. Yeah. I don't know if that is that okay to say. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Ember is the spitting image of Gordon
0: as so, a 5-year-old.
1: As a 5-year-old. Yeah, I uh I get to know Gordon through his daughter. Right. <laughs> she's she was in our office today and she's just like energetic, full of energy, full of life like wanting to do everything all at once and wanting to involve you in it. Yes. And that is Gordon. <laughs> And I loved it. I was like, hey, we're going to be painting, (laughs) you know, our window kind of like stained glass. Um, Why don't you jump in and and do that? But that's indicative of like who you are and you're, you know, our children are a mere reflection of who we are and the good and the bad. But I just see the gold that's in her that Mm. God's planted in her. But she's also this great reflection. So Uh, not only the past, but also now the present and getting just to know you a little bit more intimately through your
0: family. Mm so good we're going to take a break we're going to hear from a word from our sponsor and then we are going to get into story time hi everyone our sponsor this month is select painting with over a decade of professional experience in the sioux empire voted number one in local best surveys for eight consecutive years select painting is south dakota's largest painting company I am honored to say that while SP continues to impact the lives of their employees and customers as they grow, the company relentlessly aims to deepen their vision of transforming lives growing in excellence. I have the honor of witnessing the owners, managers, and painters continue to practice the values of family, fun, grit, and growth in a way that changes the atmosphere of every job site they work on. In May, Select Painting is offering a special painter for a day package while continuing to give free estimates to residential customers. We want our customers and employees to know we are doing everything that the CDC has recommended for construction equipment and staff to be clean and safe during this COVID season. Select Painting is in the middle of their recruiting season, hiring positions for commercial and residential for the spring, summer, and fall. Thank you again, Select Painting, for all you do to make this podcast a reality. Now let's get back to our conversation with John Glasser. All right, everybody, we are back, and we're going to give John all the space and time he needs to share with us his story and the connecting stories that have impacted his life, and uh, for those of you who don't know, obviously, he has an amazing wife, three kiddos, and we get to hear about how uh, all that's been happening, and, and then we get to hear about the future a little bit so go ahead and uh start us off sweet all right um so everybody's got a story
1: um but i love when god intersects our story and uh, messes us up like his apostle paul on the road to damascus Mm. but um my story starts uh i was born in georgia Mm. And um, my parents had moved out there to go to Bible school. My dad um, became a Christian in California. They went to a church across the street, um, conservative Baptist church. And then my dad really felt called to go into ministry. And so they went to Bible college at Tennessee Temple in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was born in a Lutheran hospital across the border. And it was a free hospital in Wildwood, Georgia. So those are my beginnings. I'm a Georgia boy. never guessed that, right? No, I did not know that. Um, So anyway, moved back. Uh, I don't remember all the moves because I was young, but my dad became a church planter in California. So we were in California. Some of my earliest memories are of my grandparents' house in Sacramento.
0: Yeah.
1: And just being in church all the time. And then... My dad got a call to Utah, and we planted a church in Utah among a huge Mormon population. Sweet. Um, and then I think we were in Colorado for a little bit, and then moved back to California until probably I was like eight or nine years old. And then my dad got a call. The way that the conservative Baptist church works is like somebody calls you. You don't send a resume. Nobody sends resumes. They just hear from God, and then they contact people. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's radical and crazy, but <clears throat> that's the way it is. So my dad, to this day, if you're listening, Dad, um, love you,
0: mm, and uh, amen.
1: you you know this. But yeah, to this day, he despises uh, our whole resume system and kind of HR within the church. But anyway, uh, he ended up getting a call to go to a Baptist church in Riverton, Wyoming, and so sweet, right over the hill from where I was at. Yeah, Gordon, were you in Douglas? I was in Buffalo. Buffalo, yes. Love Buffalo. Yeah. Anyway, we're both California kids Yep. and Wyoming kids. Yes. So grew up primarily from like eight or nine years old to 18 in Riverton, Wyoming. Riverton's a city of about 12,000. Um, we were going to Christian school and then something happened in like fourth grade. I don't know why we stopped. I can't remember, but mm. we went into the public school. So we were extremely poor. Um, we lived... In the basement of the church, wow! And um, so, and my dad and my mom were doing their best to take care of us. So, not a dishonor to them. My dad dad ended up taking like a roofing job and Amen. owning his own roofing company and awesome. pastoring. So he was bivocational. Um, and then my mom started to work as well, just to make ends meet. But mm. I remember going into public school, and that was a really horrible experience for me because I had like really secondhand clothes got made fun of a lot um but going into middle school I entered into cross country and there was a guy named Ron Thon who was my cross country coach and he passed away probably 15 years ago so Becky that's his daughter if you're listening um loved your dad he believed in me and um wow I started to win every single race that I was racing in Riverton come on wow so that was a that was a booster to my confidence and just you know, if you're if you're listening, I mean, this whole podcast is you know helping you to become better um, for the good that God is, has placed yeah, reach in you and full potential. Yes, reaching that full potential, and I think that um, I had I just had a hard time like getting picked on a lot and um, not having vision, <laughs> just because you're just like you're just surviving, right? You know, you're just trying to survive. Um, that was my middle school career was survival wow. mode, but cross country track that really helped give me something that I could be confident about. Yeah, and that raised my level of confidence. Um, eighth grade, ninth grade year, obviously like hormones kick in. I start getting interested in girls, and my confidence level is ever increasing. Right. and so I, uh, I I went on to become a state champion in the 800 my senior year. And that was um, a ticket to Sioux Falls. Rich Grino came out and recruited me. But my high school career, um, I loved like high school and connections with people. And so my personality is the same. But really, I, I think Satan, weaved himself into that and my own sin, like really started to chase after my own sin. And that involved girls and um Yeah. When I came here, I didn't want to go to Sioux Falls because it was a Christian college. Um, that's how much I had like walked away from the things that I had grown up with wow. in Christianity, and um, I was really uh, I wasn't angry. Um, I was ready to get out of the house and you know away from my parents. But I think that I just kind of was like, all right, I'm done with Christianity. Like I want to do my own things and I want the freedom to sin like I want to. Wow. And that's really like if people are honest about right. sin, that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's, I want to unshackle my perception of God's chains yes. and admit that this is all a farce and he doesn't exist. Right. And I'm because I want to do what I want to do and I want validation for it. Right. So that was my uh, walking into my freshman year of college here in Sioux Falls. Um, so. It was, uh, a couple months into college. I got here, um, had a roommate. He's a great guy. Andy Blau, if you're listening, love you. Um, he's from, I think he's from Beersford, but anyway, he would play really loud music in our room all the time. So I ended up switching roommates at semester. <laughs> love you, Andy. I just, I had to get up early and run cross country and right. I had, I had a routine to, to, you know, fit into. So, um, a couple months in, I just remember in October, I got a I got a phone call from a girl that I dated back in Riverton, and um, some stuff went down that she found out about, and uh, I had done some things that were not right, and she had found out about it. Hmm. So I don't know why that was a breaking point for me, because normally I would have just been like, well, oh well, screw that, like on to the next one. Wow. Um, but it was like God used it to break something in me, and I just remember going out to... The football field, which is now a parking lot at the University of Sioux Falls, and kneeling down and just going, "God, like if you can redeem a guy like me that's done so much stupid stuff and like basically hurt you, um I don't know if you can, but if you're real and you're alive, like I want you to take this off of my shoulders and give me a new life, like give me direction, I surrender my my soul to you." I, if you're real like i need you to come and take this off me wow. and i just felt uh not only did i have the knowledge of the word i mean i grew up on the word every single almost every single day we do devotion and sunday like i knew the word backwards and forwards so that's an important part of repentance is the word Wow. Um, the word comes in it's sharper than a two-edged sword it it cuts between the bone of the marrow and the sword uh soul and the spirit yes Um, It does not return void. God uses it. Right. So the word, you know, conversion without the word, I just have a question about. Like, the word is what God uses in people's lives to transform. And his spirit uses that to grip our hearts. So I just want to give that as context. I knew the word. That's so good. But it was, I, I think from that, like God was, his spirit was bringing conviction and then my crying out for, for faith, like mm. I, I believe and I receive, mm. and I, I felt on that football field just a lifting of the sin, amen, uh, forgiveness and a blanket of righteousness, which is Ooh. the blood of Jesus Christ over me. And um, I, you know, I was not completely transformed, uh, in my flesh, but I was in the spirit. Come on, like my right. spirit man was completely righteous because Jesus had just cleansed my spirit right on um but it took years and he's still working on my flesh as paul said you know i do the things that i don't want to do um yeah but i know what i what i should do but i keep you know there's this battle between our spirit and flesh so that's the process of sanctification but my justification was on the football field october um 1995 when i got here so fast forward a little bit um met angie at a um sing a thong thing it was up in the stewart center and yes. um they were playing karaoke and i was singing to the red hot chili peppers under the bridge if anybody knows that song shout out to the red hot chili peppers <laughs> i was doing karaoke <laughs> and um i had a band a couple bands huh. back in high school um, one was called fast food junkies the other was called spank and um that's how, you know, that gives you the context of nice. long hair, earring, um, thought I was a hippie. And so it's, anyway, that style's coming back, by the way. Some I'm good pictures, pre- I bet. Pre- predi- oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but anyway, after I, after I got done singing, I met this girl, Angie, who um, had, a, had an interest in me. And so we just connected and we ended up, you know, talking until wee hours in the morning. and Awesome. God used that um, to introduce me to my bride and right um, anyway the the rest is history, but yes. like it 's really his story i I mm-hmm. thought that i had um, I had seen my dad you know really struggle with bi vocational ministry and trying to provide for family so I'm, I was self determined even as I was justified by the grace of god still self determined to Determined my fate, de- determined my future. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a business degree. I'm going to go into business. I do not want to be poor. Wow. I'm going to make as much money as I can. Um, s- while at the same time, like growing with Jesus. Oh, I love that. And God used it. Hindsight's 20 but I did get the business business experience and the business degree and all the accounting classes and then moved into um, a managerial role at Verizon and then had experience in fundraising. And so like all of these pieces for my work, at which I thought I was self-determining everything, God was actually orchestrating to get me ready for what was next. Right. So when you think you're all in control, you have to step back and go, the Lord is orchestrating things in my life to move me to where he wants me to be and who he wants me to be. Yeah. So. So good. That's a little bit of my story. I, I also have another story on top of that that yes. deals with now, but I'll yeah. let you ask the question.
0: So good. I think let's take a break, and we will get into that story in a moment. Cool. There is so much I want to get into regarding feedback and thoughts on your testimony, uh, as as I'll un pack a little bit later in this episode I hadn't heard most of that and so I am super excited to get there but before we jump into that I want to give you a space to talk about Ukraine and talk about uh, any stories that have kind of unfolded from (laughs) that journey uh, with your family with uh with you and and just how however that looks, so go ahead and kind of if you want to share the whole story of how that all began and yeah and uh where it's at now, I think that would probably be most helpful cool so I remember um
1: I probably have met Paul Logan before this event happened, but I don't remember it as concretely, so I remember um Bethany duhame now Anderson. Uh, was living with us for a while, and she was a girl that was connected to, I think, big school assemblies and a good friend of mine, Chad Furlong, from San Diego. Mm -hmm. And she was out here. um, I don't even remember why she was out here. Yeah. Just to maybe explore some new roots in Sioux Falls. And, yeah, I I just can't remember. But we gave her a place to stay. So she and I were leading worship for the um, outpouring which is uh, it's an organization, a group led by a great friend of mine, Susie Wingler, and her husband, Gary. Mm. Um, and so they've been doing the outpouring and really believe for an outpouring of the, of the Holy Spirit in our city for years. They they have that. They have direct line downtown, which is across the street from um, the mayor's office and yeah. you know that place. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, Bethany and I were leading worship, and I just remember like... It was pretty radical worship and Paul Logan comes up and he's just on his face like crying out for Ukraine and crying out to God and <laughs> at the time I'm like, whoa. Like this guy's like passionate about you know this stuff. So anyway, I just kind of I met him there a little bit more intimately, had introduced himself and so forth. So fast forward um after that experience, he intentionally just said, hey, you guys need to come as a family to Ukraine and be a part of one of the camps that we put on for students that don't know English. They need some people that speak English and can help teach them, and we share Jesus with them, et cetera. And I just told him, I'm like, Paul, I'm freaked out by planes. I don't want to go. Um, I will never go overseas because I don't want to crash over the ocean. I mean, that's like one of my worst nightmares. Wow. So. Pretty much, I like, canceled his request, and then he came back again and requested it again. I think like three or four times he attempted just to go. Man, just really pray about this. Would you pray about this? And so for the fourth time, I'm like, okay, fine. Like if you're gonna, if you just stop bugging me about it, I will pray about it.
0: <laughs> wow. So
1: went back and prayed, and God told me to go to Ukraine. It wasn't an audible voice. It's that still small voice, just peace and uh, confirmation that we were approaching a seven-year period or actually it was more than that with collision but we had just implemented some new uh, policies and procedures which allowed us to take a sabbatical so it was like all right i might as well obey the lord and take a risk so if you're out there and god is telling you to do something and you have been disobedient um, don't be disobedient because there's so much joy in saying yes and god's going to protect you and provide for you, because wherever he's guiding you, he's going to provide. Yes. That is... Um, Promise. One of the greatest things, hopefully, that you can glean from this podcast is where God guides, he will provide, period. Right. So we took the trip. We didn't die in an airplane. I'm yeah. still here alive yeah. talking yes. to you. And uh, went over there, and Paul is just radically um, on fire for evangelism, and we caught that bug. Wow. Wow. And he was starting to read um, a lot of stories from China about a pastor that had multiplied and really led millions of people to Jesus through this church multiplication movement. And Ying so, Kai? Ying Kai. Okay. Yep. Um, so Paul was telling me, like, hey, you need to get into this, and you need <sighs> to follow this. And here I am looking up to this guy who's uh, probably 20 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so really you know, older, uh, more mature, maybe further along in that, you know, missionary journey, um, heart full of, you know, fire. And so I definitely looked up to him and I still do, we still have a great, great friendship now, but I just went, okay. Like he knows what he's talking about. He's, he's leading people to Jesus off of the street, discipling them, and they're getting connected into a church. And then flourishing, and I'm seeing it alive, and I'm going on the crusade with him on the street praying for people. Like it changes your life when you experience something. Mm-hmm. You don't just talk about Jesus and about all of the great things that he's done, but when you encounter him in mission, it changes you. Right. So it was not only like Paul was saying these things, but he was doing them. Yeah. So it added validity to, hey, you should pay attention to this and actually implement it because it works. So came back just on fire yeah. and um, implemented some things and changed some things pretty radically. That was what you were mentioning earlier in yes. 2016. And really, we were we were going one direction, and then we took a left turn. We like, did. I, hey, guys, this is great. We're, we're doing outreach. Um, we're trying to figure it out, but we're going to implement this. And mm. I know that this is the way the Lord is leading. Right. So Paul... Uh, Since that time, since implementing some of those principles that we learned from Kai and multiplication, church multiplication principles, um, he and I have just become very close. We talk every week, um, fill each other up, pray for each other. um, Just pray for the country of Ukraine, pray for Russia, pray for all the countries surrounding Ukraine. Wow. So I, I have a deep love now. So you never know who God's going to put in your life. And you have to just be sensitive to just watch because God is doing miracles in your life every day. And we're so dull to his presence that we don't recognize. There's a thousand miracles every day. If we would just oh, wake up to man. his presence and just go, man, God, like even today, <laughs> you're yeah. you're everywhere. You're surrounding me. I live and move and have my being in him, as Paul wrote, like, He is everywhere, and I think a lot of times it's just our own minds, our own battle in
0: our minds that we stop recognizing his presence. Hmm. Are there any other stories that come to mind that, from that place of experience that you were talking about that really has shifted and moved your heart towards what you're going after in the future? and and that could be as a as a founder and mm. and president is there is there any other you know if it's a small acorn right and yeah. a small acorn can become an oak tree so yeah is there anything else that comes to mind that that yeah. when you think about the future
1: yeah i'll just tell a story of um i think it was last summer that i went to summer camp in ukraine and uh liviana was there She's a person on our staff. She's yeah. uh she's Russian. And um we had uh I'm trying to remember who who the other staff person a couple of other students, I think Isaac and um Isaac Sazanov and, and a couple of others that we had taken over. Maybe this was a couple of years ago. I think it might have been two years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. So we're over there, we're doing this English camp and uh I'm to give the gospel message at the very end of the camp. I'm like, okay, God, like what what do I do to communicate this in a way? I mean, these 80% of the kids there are non-believing kids. They're there, they're having a great time. Yeah. Um their hearts are not into the Jesus stuff. Yeah. And so um it's just required like, okay, God, like what do you want to do and so anyway, I pull up uh a song by Hillsong that's uh, created to the video of the Passion of the Christ, wow, and um, anyway i I start sharing the gospel first and just you know start it um, here here 's our brokenness and separation and and you know why we 're separated and, and hell and like God created us to to be with him, but because of brokenness, like there 's this separation and what happened in the garden and all those scriptures and yeah the consequence of sin and all of that. And then I said, I just want to play you why God had to come himself. So religion is about man getting to God. Christianity is actually God planning to get to us. And so Christianity is not a religion. It's God's plan to come to us. And so I played that video of Hillsong's song, and it's, Jesus um, just getting torn to shreds. Wow. And you know the passion yes. if you've seen it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a graphic depiction of Jesus' death. So um, I didn't understand how the response would be, but it was so dramatic. Like these kids who have grown up in really agnostic, um, semi-Orthodox, which means they go to church maybe once a year, homes were just weeping in their chairs. Wow. And then they just got up on their own and like walked to the front. And then we just started praying over them. And I'm like, just even right now, like getting goosebumps because the power of God was so strong. Um, I'm like, this, this needs to become the normal. Like people are so hungry for God and for the truth. And even just their sincerity of seeing God torn to shreds. Um, I think when you become familiar with God, familiar with Jesus, you're in grave danger. And um, yeah, Jesus said, you know, I couldn't do many miracles here because you were too familiar with me. And so just to see the sincerity of these kids' faith, meeting the Holy Spirit and coming forward and really weeping over like, oh my gosh, like God did this for me. And for them to see it for the first time just wrecked me totally. So came back, I'm like <laughs> I can't do anything different. Like I've tasted this, I've tasted the goodness of God and somebody's um, innocence in responding to the Holy Spirit. Like I I can't do anything different. Right.
0: There it is. Wow. Well, this is going to uh, be a fun time of unpacking what uh, what's been spoken on, and I know for those who are listening, you probably want us to go for another hour, but uh, we're going to uh, jump into our equipping section now, and we'll uh, unpack some of the stories. All right, everybody, I am really excited for this part here. We're going to jump into having a conversation uh, about what John's talked about, and I've taken some notes down here, things I want to touch on, and and i want john to have freedom to be able to like kind of deep dive into into some of these things and and so i'll start uh with really what what do you hope people get from you know the stories that you've just shared and and we'll start there and then i'll kind of um dive in a little bit as well but when you think about your stories what uh, what spiritual practical tools you know have you seen be beneficial to you to others and 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 just kind of highlight those and and then we'll we'll connect some dots cool yeah i i hope what you
1: get is that um wherever you're at in life whether you've been a believer for years and years and years and you know everything or this is just a really the first time that you're hearing this and maybe you've never heard the gospel um, message about Jesus is that um, Jesus is always uh, doing something new and it's always exciting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the practical tools that I've used for years and years and years is just um, opening up his word, listening to it, hearing it, um, getting good teachers to teach you. Yeah. Um, I listened to Chuck Smith from Calvary Chapel. He's passed away now for a few years, but Mm. Is that in California? Calvary Chapel? Yep. California. Yeah. California connection. Um, and just fills me up like wherever I'm at in the word, that's my favorite place. And, um, when you have that base of knowledge of God's word, God's word, um, not only transforms your heart and your mind, it renews you and it gives you hope so if you're looking for hope, and um, I wouldn't recommend just going in and picking verses out of the Bible. Right. I would just start getting into the Bible. So open the book of John, open the book of Matthew, open the book of Genesis, and just start reading or click it on your phone and play it. Uh, right. you version. I, I think just having a daily hunger and an appetite. And sometimes you're not going to feel it. It's not about your feelings. Um God says, like without faith, it's impossible to please God, yeah, so faith is um things that are hoped for that are unseen, yeah um, that's what Hebrews eleven says, yeah so <clears throat> I think the the truth is that God's word is eternal in the heavens, um his word will never die, like my words, your words are gonna fall, right, and really, all of these stories my story in a hundred years from now, if Jesus doesn't return, then nobody's really going to remember my story. Nobody's going to remember who I am, but Jesus word will be forever.
0: Yeah.
1: So when we stand around the throne of God, as in revelation describes all of these nations and tribes and tongues and people, um, it's going to be awesome to see like, Hey, God gave us a mandate to, to go win the nations. Um, so number one practical advice is open up the Bible and just start reading it, dissecting it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. So even before I read, like, God, give me revelation of what you want me to glean from the book of Jeremiah. Wow. What do you want to speak to me today? Not only about me, but God, what, what do you want to change in me? And then how do you want to impact the world through me? Right um so get into the word number two uh prayer and worship is key to the christian life Mm. Um, so if you are a christian and you're not in worship i would really highly recommend um no matter if you love old hymns or you love new worship it doesn't matter to god like god's not looking for you know super classy great music that you're playing but it needs to be glorifying to him I think he loves that, the whole Psalms is in the Bible because of that. Yeah, because he wants to take your eyes off of your circumstance and off of yourself, and he wants to fix it on him and his son on the throne. And when you when you have your eyes fixed there, your hope begins to rise. Um, there's a great old hymn, uh, "Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus," and it goes, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus." Mm-hmm look full mm. in his wonderful face That's good. Mm. and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his mercy and grace mm. so just to remember that that if you don't have times where you're spending it in intentionality getting your own mind off of yourself and your circumstances then your circumstances and yourself start to take over right and even though you love Jesus you start to you start to shift towards um worldly things to try to correct or try to bring back that hope or bring back that feeling yeah. when all the time Jesus is just saying like come and spend time with me come look at me my son my daughter like gaze upon my face come on um, just as Moses did in the tent of meeting. Yeah. Um, we have access to Jesus now. By his blood, he ripped the curtain in the temple to give access to the throne room. So anytime, night or day, you have access. That's why Paul said, I can pray unceasingly. Um, so practically get in your word. Uh, number two, spend time in worship, listening to worship, singing worship, and then just playing it and then... In prayer, praying, you know, most most of the time, I think every person, no matter who they are, will pray for themselves because that's what we're most concerned about, our needs and, and you know, our, our desires. But God says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So it is hard to get beyond ourselves. But right. if you can focus in on God, like, give me your heart yes. for the city. Yes. Give me your heart for the people around me right. give me your heart for my friends right. those that don't know you um, my family you know and right. god starts to reveal some things if you just pause and listen so every prayer session every worship session i would also say add a lot of time to just shut up which yeah. is really hard for americans to do
0: yeah and listen right
1: i don't care if it's silence uh, if you have music playing whatever works for your brain You need to shut up and listen. Right. Because God wants to speak some things. Um, This does not work if you're not in the Word of God. If you do not have a steady diet of the Word of God, and you start to ask God to speak to you, it's it's sometimes hard to discern what spirit is speaking. Is it in my own mind, or is it God's spirit? Right. But if you have a daily dose and you're digging into the actual Word of God, a lot of times God will start speaking back to you the things that you just read and highlighting things that He'll bring out. But He'll also speak uh, other things to you and about people and about circumstances and about decisions. And um, He's so good. So daily reading of the Word, listening to it, reading it, however you you learn, um, and then just pausing and praying and worshiping and then having that time just to listen to the Holy Spirit so Give man. him your needs, like God. I I need this, but it's a two-way conversation. Right. So,
0: what? Yeah. What do you want of me? God. What do you want to him? speak? Right. What do you want to speak to me? Right. Right. Oh man, I'm excited to 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 unpack a little bit of that. So the uh, the question that I have uh, immediately, tell me about your thoughts around someone who doesn't know the word as much as they should. Yeah. And they're in that silent place. And from your experience, can you, can you recall from people that you've led where they thought they heard from the Lord, but, Mm -hmm. but the, but they didn't, it just seemed weird. Like they didn't seem to be hearing the way you've heard. Uh, and maybe that's because they didn't have like a healthy, firm understanding of the, of the word. And you and I both know that the enemy uses the word at times and bends it and twists it and perverts it he did it to Jesus in the wilderness so uh, what would you say to someone in regards to like really practically uh, uh, even even diving a little bit more into that how do they really get to know that word that you're talking about like what what's uh whether it's soaps or or what would you really recommend to them to help them practically like know the word go ahead
1: Yeah. No, that's
0: a great question.
1: Um, And I know you'll teach on SOAPS. Uh, SOAPS, he mentioned that acronym. It's just taking um, a section of scripture. Let's say we're going to look at John chapter one tonight. Right. We're going to read it, reread it, restate it, and then look for, you know, what stands out to us. That's the S, scripture. Yeah. O is, you know, observation. What do we observe about what stood out to us? Yeah. A is application, yep. you know, what God, what, how do we should apply this to our lives? Right. And then P is uh, Pray. pra- prayer, yeah, praying, right. this, praying the word. I almost said practice <laughs> because I'm so used to practicing And <laughs> yeah, yeah. what we do, but uh, praying that word, which is really powerful.
0: And then S is share.
1: Yes, yep, which is the practice and going out and sharing. Right, <laughs> but right. anyway. That's I'm so good. Mixing that up because of uh, the T for T and the multiplication stuff we do. Yeah. But... It's, I would say that, um, even my own children have practiced listening to the spirit Mm. and, you know, sometimes they can come and go, you know, I really feel like God is telling me to do this Mm -hmm. and I know that's not God. Wow. And so it's, Hey, you know what? Can you go back and just find that in the word of God? Wow. Like find a confirmation, like wherever you're at in the word, like, if God is speaking to you something, he's not going to contradict himself. Hmm. And the word of God is not just this old book that was put together by, you know, a ton of different authors over, you know, thousands of years. Like it is living and it's active. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. So you you read it, God is going to speak to you through it. Yeah. So the filter always has to be the word of God, the written revelation of God.
0: Right. That's so so
1: if you're hearing something and a friend is sharing, like, hey, you know, God really just, he told me this. And you know, because the Holy Spirit's telling you, like, that's not right. Something's off about that. Mm-hmm. You just say, you know what? That's great. I'm so glad you're listening to the Word of God, or, you know, to God's Spirit. Yeah. But can you go back? Just something doesn't sit right mm-hmm. with me about that. Can you go back and get a confirmation from the Word of God there you go. about that? There you go. Because in that process, they have to go and, like yeah okay god told me that he wanted me to go to china tomorrow yeah and i'm 12 years old yeah okay great like go find a confirmation from the word of god written word Hmm. and okay you know go make disciples of all this is one of my own children like go make disciples of all nations etc but all right you know have are we ready for that and Etc. So
0: and practically, just to go back to the Word of God on that answer, Jesus said, "Start in your neighborhood, right? Then go to yeah. outside your neighborhood, Jerusalem, and then you Judea, can go to Samaria. the nations." Yeah. So even in that, I would give your your uh, family member there a suggestion <laughs> of like, start, you know, closer to home. Yeah. Prove it here. Yes. You're gonna be, be faithful edified. in the small things. Yes. And I, I will give you more. There it is. Yeah. All right, I got two more things, and you tell me what order you want to go in. Sweet. The one is I want to talk about uh, the talents that you've had and and how you've learned to steward them with God. And, and I have a few noted down here of, of just some things that you mentioned that you are currently using those talents, but you could have used them in totally different ways. Mm. So I want to talk about that briefly. And then I also want to talk about... Um, Oh, it's just missing me. I, I was going to take a note of it. So let's start there, and then and then I'll connect it out. So let's talk about talents. Okay. And the couple that I have noted here is you talked about running. Mm-hmm. You've talked about business. Mm-hmm. You've talked about fundraising. And all of those, you know, you, you could have used for many different outlets. You could have been a really successful track coach, I bet. You could have been a... You could have worked for United Way maybe. You could have uh, done some higher things in Verizon. Talk to us just a little bit about like what you're doing now. Because for some, they might not know exactly what you're doing. Sure. So give a little bit more clarity on like what your role is. Yep. And how have you used your talents and, and to get you where you are? As much as you want to share into that, just a little bit. Sure. So- for those that don't know, I'm the president and founder of Collision.
1: It's a uh, it's a student-led uh, outreach in schools, outside of schools. Um, really, our, our mission is to connect and empower uh, students to ignite the hope of Jesus Christ everywhere. Right. And so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, started 12 years ago uh, with a girl named Bethany Bruns. Yes. Shout out to the Brunses again. Yeah. And um, so... I, I get to be in that role where I'm utilizing some of those talents to um, help propel people into their callings and their giftings. Um, I still get to touch base with business people and raise funds for this. Yeah, And, uh, and just people in general that give. And it's a blessing you know, to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And, hmm. um, and in ministry. I never thought I would be in ministry. I actually vowed to God... And after I came to Christ said, I would never be in ministry I would never work with teenagers wow because I was in Verizon I was managing a mall store I just got really annoyed with teenagers so I made it vow like God I will never be in ministry because I don't want to be poor and I will never work with teenagers come on so I, I love that God twists the things that we think are successful
0: yeah.
1: and the things that we will never do and he
0: says haha this is going to be a great fun joke this is so good this is what you're going to be doing so I want to bring that right into the my last thing I remembered. What it is is the kindness of God leads us to repentance. Mm. It's one of my favorite verses to go to and and just meditate on. And uh, and I was telling you off off uh, the podcast about the scriptures that's been on my mind a lot recently is about the talents. Uh, uh, this master gave, uh, one one talent, gave another two talents, and another five talents. And 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 I'll I'll share. That story on the outro but so you've had these talents and even that's a perfect segue for talk to us about the kindness of God that leads us to repentance Hmm. and and that's an amazing testimony of what you just shared is is that was probably a pretty serious repentance journey yeah to get back to ministry and youth and now leadership and founding so that that's a that's a, a big turn what's what's on your heart as far as thinking about the kindness of god mm. for the future and and for uh, for many who haven't repented before don't even know where to start yeah w- why would the kindness of god matter in that hmm. I, I love
1: um i love the story of the cross and jesus the birth um, everything. So just come back to that. Like, God showed His great love for us that while we were still sinners, He died for us. Um, and just His, like, the grace that He has already shown, His kindness really leads us back to the birth of Christ. Um, so, no matter where you're at in the world, um, if you're listening yeah. from the Middle East and you're a Muslim tonight, or yeah. you're a Hindu in Asia, or you're, you know, a Christian that's been to church for years here in South Dakota like God um has not changed. Right. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Um and so I love I love the gospel because it never gets old and it's always fresh. Right. And um his kindness was shown that man while we were still depraved like yeah. The crazy thing is that we actually deserve as a planet, as a whole people, to be totally separated from God eternally. We deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it was that it. recognition on the college football field yeah. of my sin, even though at the time I just was like, God, like, I don't even know how you could even accept me. Wow. Like, I, I'm so full of just, ugh. Right. Um, it's actually the best place to be. If you don't recognize that you're totally depraved, Mm. totally not worth (laughs) Um, God's love, like totally separated from Him, like that is the Spirit's conviction. And when you read the Word, God brings conviction to your soul of Mm. your sin. It's a mirror that that reveals like, God, like, man, Mm. I I can't do this. I can't try harder. I can't be better. Mm. I can't do better. Um, do better try harder is not the gospel right the gospel is that god found me while i was a sinner and his spirit brought conviction and his spirit brought life oh man and i so, love
0: it when it's that simple
1: um yeah i mean you go back two thousand years plus yeah jesus coming into the earth born of a virgin uh, and it's not just a creed that i say like this is reality
0: this is a real person
1: a real person real story. that grew up um fully god fully man Prophesied, healed people, made blind eyes see, lame people walk, um, and then, you know, offense happened from the people, and they put him on a on a tree. But he was literally taking like the Bible says that he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin. On the sin of the world. Became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Like just the crazy goodness of God in that yeah because god could have hit the reset button again again the flood and then the reset button again like but he said he never would again right his promise the yeah. the rainbow yeah so i i look at that not only historically and then every day the gospel just repeating itself like yeah. for me that deserves nothing that god would take my place that he would be my righteousness um and then the goodness of god just in daily life yeah um, if you really want to know me, you can talk to my wife. Yeah, She can reveal everything. Wow. And she knows the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, the great things, and the dark sides. Because hmm. um, the reality is that every leader, every person um, has great, great things mm-hmm. and dark, dark sides. Yeah. Um, because we're all sinful. We're all fallen. Um, we all fall short of the glory of God. And so out of God's goodness, even after we give our lives to him and we surrender to him and his spirit comes in, like our, my spirit is perfect before mm. God Amen. because of Jesus Christ. For by grace I was saved through faith that not of myself. This is a work of God, lest any man brag about it before right. God. So I have nothing that I have on my own that I can stand before God and say, look, God, I did all these great things for you. He's not going to care. All I have is that a splat of blood from the cross landed on my forehead. Come on. Right. That's it. That's all I have. Eternally. Yeah. White that's is, the mercy is and the goodness of God. And when you realize that, and there's humility and God's spirit comes and he fills you. His goodness just follows you yeah. all the days of your life. Yes. Yeah, all the days
0: of your life. Yeah. That's the last part of Psalms 23.
1: And that goodness leads you right back to how you started at the foot of that cross where the blood splat right, right on my forehead. right, And then I'm all undone all over again. Mm. And the grace of God just fills me. I think what's happened in my life since I was 18, 1995, October on the football field, is that the cross has become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, bigger. and my sin, mm. I realize, is more and more and more and more. So Paul, at the beginning of his journey with Jesus, you know, I'm the least yeah of all the saints yes or all the apostles and now i'm the least of all the saints a little bit later and now i'm the worst of all sinners toward the end of my life wow like this drastic realization as his life went on and so same with mine as i near 80 or 90 i pray that god allows me to live that long my hope is that the cross is the biggest and i realize like i am a great sinner in front of a holy God, and the only thing is that I have the goodness of God, that has continued to lead me to repentance, yeah. every step, every right. day, uh, of my life, and that when you understand the grace of God, yeah. uh, creates a spirit of, of humility so in you. So
0: good. So good. Let's jump right into the challenge section here with, uh, with something on my heart regarding that, and, and for those who, uh, who know me, I, I. I I, I love uh, processing just where each listener is individually and, and in this challenge section, the goal is not to leave you feeling bad and or, or guilty but but we want to leave you in a place where you feel supported, encouraged, but also have like direction to like what the next step is to change to transform to grow mm. and and so that's what this challenge section is for and what i want to highlight with what john is saying uh, the first thing that comes to my heart is is repentance is, is genuinely a daily thing there there was that moment with john on the football field and when i was 21 in my dorm room and that was the first repentance but every time we sin after that, and God, I pray that it's less and, less and less and less and less and less and less until we are sanctified. And and for some, some of those sins, you can transform overnight in Jesus' name. You can have mm-hmm. chains broken and patterns broken, and you never have to do those sins again. That can happen for you. It's happened for me. It's happened for John. And it can happen for you. That being said, some of the some of these sins, uh, the the things that come to my mind would be like anger, would be uh, greed, would be uh, jealousy, envy. Those sins, when they come up, I look over at my neighbor's grass and I think, golly, they have such nice grass. Look at my patchy grass, and I'm envying i'm 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 i got this weird thing in my heart i'm not praying for my neighbor julie i'm thinking about her grass what a waste of a thought what a waste of time and it's that type of sin that i just want to tell you if sin is like a pebble in your shoe and you just let a bunch of pebbles wind up amounting in your shoe you're going to be so distracted by the sin. You're not going to be looking at God. You're not going to be focusing on God. You're not going to be thanking God. You're not going to be praying for others. You're going to be distracted by pebbles of sin in your shoe. How ridiculous of a life and a waste of time. And I know that if you're listening to this, you have such a greater destiny than to be distracted. You have such a great destiny. And, and, and you know people that have great destinies that you can share this with And so, so repentance is, is, is simply, God, I am letting you take this shoe and I am whatever, however, however it works. If you got to throw the shoe away and I got to start wearing sandals or wearing no shoes or whatever, like let him have that thing, uh, every time, every single time. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what repentance looks like from my experience. And so take that and compare that to the word of God. And, and, uh, that would be my challenge for you is, is don't be afraid to, to keep repenting and don't be intimidated by that word because it's, it is a powerful word for a reason. And so that would be my challenge for you. John, do you have anything that's stirring on your heart? Thinking back on this conversation, it would be anything on like last words um, and, and just anything that you would really want that you think God is highlighting for our listeners.
1: Yeah. I think when, um, when you realize that God has, um, saved you and maybe you're not there tonight, like maybe you haven't really believed in Jesus, that he's the Messiah, that he is God. And, um, I I would just ask you to pray and ask Ask God to reveal Himself to you. I mean, right. I I did that, and and He did. He is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's alive, and He's working, and He's powerful. Um, pick up pick up the Bible. Download your version yeah. uh, on your on your iPhone or uh, your Samsung or whatever yeah. device you have, yeah. and start listening to the Word of God. Right. And just ask Him, Lord. You know, I I don't know where to start. Um, so that's my challenge. Is like just give. Uh, give God a chance to speak to you, even if you're questioning and you're doubting. Um, I think for those that are believers that have repented and come to know Jesus and have received his spirit, um, I would just say that a lot of people walk in shame and guilt, and uh, they've never really forgiven themselves. And so I would say that um, you have to go back to the Word of God again and look at, you know, he who n- knew no sin became sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. That now we are seated with him in heavenly places, according to Ephesians. Love that, that. The spirit in us has been perfected because God no longer sees us. He sees his son, Jesus. So there's this blood stained, washed uh, spirit that when we die is now going to be with the father because of jesus nothing that we've done that we can take credit for and i I think a lot of times i see believers operating in shame and guilt and um just to just to say like just pray and ask god to lift that Hmm. Uh, because that's not who you are in your spirit and your spirit needs to line up with with the natural like your physical bodies well god created the physical body and he loves yeah um, obviously he took on flesh <laughs> he he became one of us so mm. um, forgive yourself forgive others um, Jesus is really adamant about that like yes the forgiveness of others right. and how that affects us right and uh, you can carry a lot of bitterness and oh um, just even from being you know hurt by others or whatever like Uh, That bitterness can destroy you and cause health issues and and all sorts of stuff. So forgive yourself, forgive others. Right. So Um, good, John. And just, yeah, just know. And I think the knowledge comes from renewing your mind in the word. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're not in the word, I would just challenge you to get into the word. And um, if you are, and tonight you're like, man, I've been in the word. I'm still stuck in a cycle of lust or envy or jealousy, and I, I can't break it. Um, there is no condemnation now for those that are in Christ Jesus. You're not condemned. Don't get into self-condemnation or even just feeling condemned. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to some brothers. Come reach on. out to so good. Um, some older older men, older women that you can really entrust and share. Yeah. Um, James says, you know, there's healing Yes, when we when we confess our sins, our sins with our one another. If you don't have anyone that you can confess, uh, even your shortcomings to, I would just challenge you to find someone because there's so much freedom and so much healing. And uh, that's why there is the church. Even when I say that word, ecclesia is you know the, the people of God, the, the body of Christ in a city. Um, and obviously God wants you to reach out to people. And you know to make a list and to pray for them and to care for them and to share the gospel with them. And there's so many strategies that Gordon can help you with, and I can help you with. Yeah. But I really feel impressed by the Holy Spirit tonight, just to talk about getting people out of their chains, come on, um, and into health, and so that when they do start sharing, and they do start discipling, and they start witnessing to their their neighbors, they can also share with those people how to overcome uh, sin and darkness and evil and and just to bring a mass wave of not only
0: salvation, but
1: of healing as
0: well. Yeah, you and I have walked with a number of uh, people, I'm not going to name them just to honor them, that have walked into ministry feeling unqualified Mm -hmm. because they haven't had a hundred percent victory in every single topic and and they and they do have you know old chains uh that are that are still you know even if they're not bound by them they're 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 broken but they're still like dangling you can still hear them yep and uh, and i think that's what you're kind of speaking to right now is is uh come to someone even even in that mess even if there's chains still rattling um you're you know you're you're, you're somewhat free on the outside. Everything looks good for the most part, but uh, but there are definitely, you know that there are still things. Mm-hmm. Uh, God does not uh, require you to have it all figured out and have no problems to repent and like come to him. And, and that's the whole process of discipleship and the whole process of, of really growing. Um, and so... I think that would be just to kind of conclude that full thought. Well, we have uh, journeyed a journey to long ways here, and I just cannot thank you enough, John, for being here. I, I think about, uh, a man who has, uh, definitely been given, I don't know if it's, uh, one, two or five talents. Only God can judge that, but, uh, however many you've been given, you have invested them wisely mm, and, and you are going to reap, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the double portion, the, mm. whatever, whatever that is. If it's, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's five, you're going to get, you're going to get five back. Mm. Um, and, and if it's, if it's one, you've invested that, that one, and you're going to get uh, a, f- a full measure back. And and I, I know God just wants you to hear that over and over and over mm. and over again. Um, and so it's just man. been such an honor, man. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening and we'll uh, go into some outro things and I can't thank you enough for spending this time. Share this with uh, someone who you think would be encouraged by this and bless you in Jesus name. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with John. I'm going to read a scripture and kind of connect the dots around why i titled this conversation as i did and talk a little bit about John just from a personal place of knowing him and some things that didn't come out in the episode that i really want to make sure is highlighted so the verse that i'm going to be reading for is out of first samuel it says has the lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the lord behold To obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams." What I know about John is that from everything that I've ever seen and everything that I've heard, is that John truly has a servant heart for leadership, and with that he desires to empower and lead anyone around him who is willing to learn and grow. He's done that for me on various occasions, and I've seen him do that with so many people, whether it's youth or young adults or the way that he works with the board members. Truly a blessing to watch him interact. A key passage that comes to mind when I think about John is out of also First Samuel sixteen seven, says, Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And when I think about David's story, King David, there's a part around 1 Samuel sixteen thirteen, where in David's young journey as a king, he prays to the Lord to ask if he should go into battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines historically had just been really challenging. And the way that I've seen John engage in ministry in Sioux Falls, in the surrounding area, in South Dakota, and even in the nation and the nations, John and Angie, the Glasser family, collision, they are going at it with such integrity as they mature. And as they grow themselves, they are learning what it looks like to want unity above all things, want to partner with churches, want to support pastors. I know that for those of you who have worked with collision in the past or know John, He has a heart that wants to honor and wants to bless. And I have just seen that just every day. It just gets more and more intense. It gets more and more at just the focus of what he's doing and what Collision's doing. And I'm just so thankful for it. I wrote a few things down that I just want to kind of read and then I'll, I'll discuss a little bit. I've witnessed John intentionally pray and seek God receiving discernment and counsel before making a decision that will affect others on various occasions. John loves to pray. He loves to go into things with the intention of hearing from the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit convicting him on, on what 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 God wants him to do, not what not what man wants him to do, but really wanting to obey the voice of God. It's that type of trust in God's leadership that I believe the Glasser family and collision staff continues to thrive and bless a multitude of people in our region, in the nation, and in the nations. I believe that what's happening in collision and what's happening through just the vision that the Glasser family has is going to seriously impact our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. I believe those five states will uh, be a catalyst for growth and Revival of individual lives coming to know the Lord. And I'm so excited to, to be a, a part of that and to be able to walk alongside this ministry and, and this uh, amazing family. I'm going to end just by saying briefly that uh, John is available on Facebook, and uh, if you ever asked him just for his personal number, I know that he would uh, dish that out really quick and he would love to sit down with you. He likes good food and he likes uh, healthy beverages. And for those of you who this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who have been listening for a long time, I hope that this was another encouraging conversation. And I've really looked forward to getting this episode published. It's been a long week And I am sorry that it came out a little bit late. I try to get these out by Tuesday or Thursday in a given week, but today is obviously Friday. But uh, happy May 1st. Bless you in Jesus' name, and I'll talk to you next week. This week's outro song is by Stephanie Gretzinger. And it's titled, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. Enjoy. If my heart could tell a story My life would sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all i <laughs>